You're listening to Shit Gamers Say, only on the Ohio State Podcast Network. Testing, 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 one, two, three, internet radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Shit Gamers Say. This is for the week of April 5th, 2015, and I'm your host, Joe Boda. With me today is Peter Samin. I'm from last week. I'm from every week. <laughs> Actually, I am from every week, except for that one episode in October. Yeah, then I was in control and things got out of hand. Out of hand. <laughs> Tried to use an area mic. For two people. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, considering all the bullshit that has happened on this show with, like, compromises to editing, I that's actually probably, like, one of the the better offenses? Yeah. The, so, the least offensive offenses. Someday we might be, we might reach some semblance of professionalism. Someday. Yeah. I just, uh because, yeah, because the uh, music podcast that we had yeah just my fucking audio i was really disappointed by that yeah i was a little sad i was kind of pissed off because i you know it's you would think that a podcast that revolved largely around audio would actually have some good fucking quality but yeah yeah it explains a lot but i'm not re-recording that ever so we're just gonna do it as we always have, one take, one at a time. We'll just have to do a uh, music reboot podcast where we just like do it again. Yeah, we'll and just like, come back like to this topic. a year and a half from now or something. Yeah, and be like, this is our real, these are our real favorite songs. Yeah, Tony Hawk I, shit was just bullshit. Yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah, this is where it's all at, really. Um, Speaking of one take. What? I did it! You, I did it! How are you not a professional? I'm fucking the best. Did you go to school for this? I wish I did. No, actually, I don't. I'm glad I'm. I'm good where I'm at. I wish I was making less money. Yeah, I wish I was like in a field that's oversaturated and underpaid. Um, yeah. Speaking of one take, we just got finished watching Dead Rising Watchtower. Oh, yes, we did. Oh, yes. Yeah, our last episode was a commentary track. So if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. And we're um, sorry if it's shitty. I mean, it. yes, it was a first-time viewing. We had no uh, clue what we were getting into going in, and we yeah. just talk over it the whole time. But honestly, our banter is probably substantially better than the actual movie, uh, I guess. That movie was... It was all right. Like it wasn't egregiously bad or anything. So what? So what made it all right, Peter? It had some stupid shit and like a lot of references to the game. Basically, any scene that had uh, Frank West in it was was pretty pretty nice, pretty good. Yeah the the premise of the film, and I mean this is assuming that people haven't listened to the commentary because it's a long commentary. Yeah. Is so there's the game Dead Rising, zombies everywhere, and you are a are a photographer reporter dude who has to stop it or attempts to stop it, gets caught up in it, as people are wont to do. And this movie that came out really straight to the internet, 
it revolves around another outbreak happening, and now it revolves around a different character, and the protagonist from the last game is there, but he's kind of like in a hands-off role. Yeah. He's, ki- he's kind of for com- comedic effect. So this movie was really straight to the internet. It's two fucking hours long. It's pretty long. Like, holy shit. I was not expecting it to be that long. Yeah. I thought it'd be 90 minutes tops. Yeah. It it was really long. Um, really st- or on Crackle for free. So if you still want to watch it and listen to our commentary, you can do so. Yes. But, yeah, that's that in a nutshell. And, oh boy, I'm still reeling from coming out of that movie. I just, I guess, yeah, it... <laughs> it was a B movie. It was in the purest sense. Yeah, like the actors, as you said, nothing was grossly offensive about it. Like they got the Allstate guy. Yeah. <laughs> Are you in good hands? Um, you know, some like they had some what you could call celebrity appearances. Uh, they, but no, Har- no, uh, Harley from uh, <laughs> Epic Meal Time. Yeah, just they had people on there that are notable but not like renowned, I guess is the best way to put it. Mhm. So, you know, that's how that was. So the acting quality varied, you know, you had some all right performances, nothing too bad, but it was just all very much like, oh, you're just being over dramatic for this scene because you've never acted a day in your life. Mhm. And then um but the one thing that really stood out though is the cinematography. Yeah, it was. They did a good job. I th- like they uh, had an interesting. Um, I mean, they did a good job of framing, and uh, they would at certain times go into like first person, like with it, like uh, like for for gunshots or like even strap. It seemed like they were strapping GoPros onto weapons and like basically seeing you you see the view from that weapon. That was it was kind of interesting. I thought it was yeah. cool. Yeah, and I I don't recall seeing that effect for a while. Like I I'm not sure if I've ever actually seen that effect. I don't go to a lot of movies. Like, so you see, Joe, I've used that effect before. Oh god damn it! So uh, P- Peter uh, pioneered the uh, GoPro yeah, weapon. I totally did that. No, like when I uh, in high school, I made a Guitar Hero video, and I duct taped my camera onto the guitar to get <laughs> to get like up close viewing of my fingers. Jesus. So if you want to go see this dumb video I made in high school, look at my YouTube channel. We need to integrate into a singular platform, Peter. Yeah. Shit. Do we need to make a stream? Okay, we can talk about this later. Uh, <laughs> like like a Zucchini Thumbs streaming Twitch account, and then we'll just stream to that. Maybe. Do we just become one in all of our accounts? We could try. We could talk about that later, but... <laughs> yeah, no, it, it had good framing. Um, camera was shaky, but not dizzying so i guess uh effects were all right yeah well yeah the zombies looked like zombies um i yeah i I thought they were very convincing i mean they weren't walking dead season one uh zombie good but they were serviceable you know Mm -hmm. it wasn't like something out of amateur hour i don't know yeah it just it wasn't particularly good but it wasn't particularly bad it had production values that were beyond what I thought it would be. Right. Yeah. It was not like it. Yeah. There was some, some care taken into its construction. Uh, the only like real gripe, as we just said, is it was really long, like two hours. And I guess the, 
the film shown bet was at its best mm-hmm. when it was trying to just do raw action. Yeah, totally. Or like dumb shit. Dumb shit, raw action. Yeah, whichever. When it when there was motion, that's when the film excelled. But then because they realized they're a movie and they're trying to tell a story, yeah. It got bogged down in melodrama real fast. I think that's kind of the problem was the tone. Like you have Dead Rising is a very comical franchise. It's a it's a comical video game. Totally. It's for fun. It's just stupid fun. The problem with a lot of zombie films, though, is you always have to kind of address the elephant in the room of what is the psychological effects this has on people, Mm -hmm. you know, just all this death everywhere. And so it tried to do that, but it also tried to have like stupid, fun 80s action movie shit. But then it just made the parts where it was serious really, really boring, like amazingly boring. Yeah, it was... Luckily, I mean, we were basically just talking about random other shit during those parts, but yeah, it it really brought me down. I kind of wish that they had trimmed it like to be around 80 minutes and really cut down on that other stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could have done without, they could either done, have done without some action scenes or just trimmed them down or not action scenes, but the melodrama. Yeah. (laughs) Get rid of all the action scenes. Yeah, get rid of the the best parts of the fucking movie. I just want the human story. (laughs) So, I don't know. I think it's a solid two out of four stars. Like, it's not four bad. Stars. It's not good. I aren't a lot of movies rated on a four star scale. I have I, thumbs up, thumbs down, two. Th- I don't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You I have don't know the, how shit you have, works. You have two thumbs business. down. You have a thumbs down. You have a thumbs up, and then you have two thumbs up. Okay. I I have no idea. I guess I, I don't usually know. go on the five star scale. Yeah, I guess it would be a three. Yeah, it's a three. Well, yeah, it's not grossly offensive, but honestly, like... You could derive enjoyment from it. You could, by listening to our commentary track. <laughs> bum, bum, bada, bada, bum. <gasps> so, yep. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, it's it's okay. I Maybe I was going to say a solid rental, but... It's free. It's free. <laughs> and even then, I don't think I would recommend renting it. There are better zombie movies, and there are funnier zombie movies, but yeah. regardless... Regardless, it's uh, it it was a surprise. One might dare say pleasant. I was, yeah. I I don't know what word to use. But <laughs> you know what isn't pleasant, Peter. What is not pleasant? When people lie to me. I fucking I hate liars. I will fucking hate liars. And so what they did is. All purge style, we have decided to dedicate a day to liars so people can get yep. out all their lying in one day, just fucking get it all out so I don't have to deal with that bullshit for the rest of the year. I retweeted that Ryan Davis tweet from two years ago. I retweeted that Ryan Davis tweet from two years ago. I miss Ryan Davis. We all miss Ryan Davis. Fuck Ryan Davis. Fuck Ryan Davis. Fuck. But yeah, so... April 1st. Yes, it happened. It happened. Like every year, it came around. Quick question, is April Fool's a thing in other countries? I have no fucking idea. Wow. 
I don't know. Yeah, that must be confusing as shit if you're a foreigner on the internet. <laughs> Why are all these things happening? It's like, oh, fuck, it's that day again. That American holiday. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, uh, I just, I, I put this down on the round table. I don't know if you have any picks of your own for, like, some April Fool's Day shenanigans that caught your eye. Uh, I, I've, I've compiled a few. These are, I mean, this is not a comprehensive list at all. These are just the ones that interested me. There's a whole bunch that I was just like, oh, that's stupid. Like, I don't really care about this one. But uh, I have nothing of my own. I avidly avoid the media on April Fool's Day. Totally. I, I It annoys me. But there were a few that actually made me happy. So that was the first time. Well, not the, well for some of these, it's, it's the first time in a long time that I've cared about these certain websites uh april fools let's start with uh well i'm gonna leave the really awesome ones to last so let's start with a simpler one so sunset overdrive is uh releasing an update well released an update on april fool's day that added an april fool's day achievement i don't what was the achievement honestly i don't know what the achievement was i just read a story that's an april fool's day one so it's an achievement you can't get and it's will eternally drive people insane oh my god that'd be fantastic I yes. have so much respect for that <laughs> someone get on that <laughs> but uh, moving on so harmonics you, you know the makers of rock band and dance central mm-hmm. they made a a dating game called romance central and you can just you can just straight up play it I put the link to it in the doc and I played it a few uh, a little bit it's really funny like there's so it's like it's really hilarious and it plays this like sensual music and you're just basically dating random dudes and trying to like appeal to them and then at the like depending on how you do you either get to be with them or not i i got to be with the dude that i was i i got the sporty guy yeah hmm. got the is that even guy. an april fool's joke at that point if you actually make something i guess i mean it's what funny if- i guess that's what makes it april fools it's funny it's not even a prank it's just no it's not it's a prank just- what? Okay. Well, I mean, I guess it's a. I guess it would have been a prank if they announced that oh we're making Romance Central, but there wasn't actually a game; it was just a fake thing. But they mm-hmm. announced it, and then they're like, "And here it is. <laughs> we actually made it." Stupid. So yeah, like that was a legitimate thing they developed. Like, there's a credits. Like six guys worked on this thing. So there's your uh, hard earned. Kickstarter money. Yeah, good use of resources over at Harmonix. (laughs) Um, Next, uh, PlayStation Flow. Did you see this, Joe? PlayStation Flow. Is that a toilet thing? I wish. Um, So the, the, the sad thing about this is that they wanted it to be a joke, but honestly... If Sony made this, I would not be surprised. Like, I'd just be like, oh, yeah, another dumbass Sony product that they're going to try to throw at us, you know, because they make a lot of stupid mm-hmm. shit, right? So PlayStation yeah. Flow is basically, the concept is, um, you know, they have the Morpheus headset? Yes. It's a waterproof version of Morpheus that allows you to do virtual reality swimming. I mean... 
hmm. So, like, the, the example that they showed, and they have an entire video of this, is that you're in The Last of Us doing the swimming segment, but you're in a pool wearing this VR headset, so that way it, it's like you're actually swimming. That's fucking great. And then they're like, but we want to make sure that you can go in and out of swimming segments quick as quickly as possible. So that's where the PlayStation Flow dry drying station comes in. It's just this giant, like, vent that, like, blows all <laughs> the water off of you so you can get back to your controller. That is awesome. <laughs> That is so good. So yeah, that it was. I thought it was pretty funny. And now we're getting to my favorite one, my favorite thing. And this this is saying a lot because okay, this is one that IGN did. This is saying a lot because the last time I gave a fuck about IGN's April Fool's joke was two thousand and eight. Joe, do you know what April Fool's joke they did in two thousand and eight? Uh famously they did this one famously. Uh, uh, I don't know. I wasn't following IGN then. Um, they did a fake Legend of Zelda movie trailer. Oh God, is, yes. Back then, April Fool's Day on the internet wasn't as prolific, so people fell for it. Like I fell for it. Now it's like everyone expects to not fall for it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they did a, a trailer. They've been doing trailers every year for like fake shit, so it's like. It's obvious now, but this is the first one since 2008 that I was actually like, oh, this is actually a pretty clever one. This is actually really good. So they made a teaser for Fast to the Future, which is a combination of Back to the Future and Fast and Furious. Makes sense. Dude, you need to watch it. Like, it's really good. It's Vin Diesel in the DeLorean, like, going through time. Like, it's... (laughs) It's ridiculous. It's, like, so... I don't know, like, I, I actually got goosebumps. Like, if they made this movie, I would totally watch it. I'm putting that on my docket to watch at some point right yeah, now. It's only, like, a one-minute teaser, so you can watch it real quick. But, yeah, it's it's really well edited, too. Like, it looks like a real, like, trailer, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they did a really good job. And they they I watched the making-of video where basically they're like, yeah, we actually took all these scenes from various Fast and the Furious movies and, like, clipped in the DeLorean and, like, edited out all the other cars and, like, made it look like it was part of Back to the Future by adding in all this futuristic stuff. I was like, wow, like, you guys did a really good job with this. Like, legitimately. So, yeah, that, those are my picks. There's probably other ones that I missed, but these are just the ones that I... uh that my attention was brought to. Yeah, I was just not on the internet. I, like, looked at Twitter, but, you know, like, I, the game press does not, like, retweet that shit the way they used to. Yeah, because th- it's, it's gotten old. It's just getting sad. It's just kind of annoying. Yeah. yeah. Like you have, and, then, and then it just results in shit with, like, the drama that Kojima had, where it's like, yeah, we'll tell you on April 1st. And it was like, oh, it's an April Fool's joke. And it's like, no, actually not. So that's the best part, is that Nintendo's Nintendo Direct happened on April 1st. Yeah. And, ev- and like, so at every turn, you're just like, wait, is this a joke or is this real? It was all real, but, like, it's I just love the disconnect of, like, maybe the Japanese don't really know what April Fool's Day is. Well, yeah. So they had this event thinking, oh, it's April 1st. Like, that's just a regular day. It's like, no, everyone's going to be analyzing everything you say because they'll think it's fake. <laughs> well, as yeah, as people said, it's a quarter thing. So, yeah. you know, it, it makes sense for them to do it at that time. And but any fuck other everyone day, else. like March 31st, April 2nd, they chose April 1st. <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of our fault. 
<laughs> it's kind yeah. of our fault for perpetuating this, you know? Yeah. We could have yeah. stamped this out earlier on, and instead all the video game sites have gone on to continue perpetuating Liar's Day. So Liar's Day. you can't really blame Nintendo for being like, nope, I'm not going to pay attention. <laughs> Please understand. Do you mean people would just do that? Go on the internet and tell lies? <laughs> oh, Joe, have you seen the Iwata amiibo that someone made as like a uh, joke? No. He made a box for it and everything. And it's, it's, so it's Iwata like holding up his hands like he does in the direct. And it's in, on the box, it just says, please understand. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I would buy that amiibo. Me too. I wish I it was will, real. I will buy joke amiibos like no other. <laughs> Cross-dressing Mario? Fucking A. Let's do it. But nope. They're playing it safe. Well, Dr. Mario's coming. It's not cross-dressing Mario, though. Is he a female <laughs> doctor? No. You could put lipstick on him. I could. <laughs> I shall. So that rounds out Liar's Day. Yeah. I haven't so, played I have not played anything, Joe. But I have heard you talk to someone someone very special. Yes. Is yes. it time is it time to come out and say it? What what is it? The this hot scoop. We have some hot scoops. Yeah. Here what we, are our hot scoops? Well <laughs> the hottest of scoops. So at Rose Hallman, so you know that game company. That game that that game company? Which which game company? That one. That which game one? company. Which one? There's like a lot. That game company. What quotation You're, mark that game company and quotation th- so mark. So they're so they're not a game company? No. They're a fake company. T T uh, TM is, is what does that stand for? What game company is that? Tra- uh that game company, TM. <laughs> so there's a there's a Rose there's a Rose Holman alum that works at that game company which is the name of the actual game company that is the ac- name of the actual game company uh, because they're systems, not fucking sy- original he, yeah he's a systems engineer so that game company made um, Flow Flower and Journey and they like Flower and Journey have you know gained a lot of recognition uh, from the gaming community um but yeah, this guy, uh, he graduated in 2012, so he's only he only worked on uh, Journey, which I mean, if, if the only game you've ever worked on is Journey, I mean, come on, that's a pretty high bar to set for yeah. yourself for having only oh, worked yeah. on one game. Um, but yeah, he's a systems engineer over at that game company. Um, he visited Rose again this week and gave a talk and um, about how they did, how they made Journey's uh, sand like how the world, how they made the world interactable, oh, really? and how the sand works. Like he went to this entire thing of like how they do the sand, and we can. T- I don't know how technical. How well, let, technical let, do you let, want let's to get nerd into out. It? Okay, this is our hour because I actually want to know some about this. So we're okay. gonna get real technical with these specifications. So uh, so please bear with us. So the thing is, everything in Journey, as well as Flower, Flower and Journey use a lot of the same systems, is two D mapped in that the entire world is basically a texture that's 512 by 512 and then mm-hmm. based on you know how dark it is that's how like high it is like elevation wise so it, they so that it makes it really easy to read it in from memory so it's just like oh that's 5 by 512 by 512 texture 
and then they interpolate it. They have this algorithm that interpolates it. So, yeah, it just basically takes this image of various shades of the same color yeah. and then creates a a height map. It's basically a height map exactly. for uh, a That's map, exactly and then it puts it, it into the world. He called them texels. Texture pixels. That that's a stupid name, but okay. <laughs> you get a lot of different like names for things that they like. That's what we call them at that game company. I'm like, okay, well, sure. Um, and basically, the way that they do the sand is that um, they do a very similar thing where, uh, you know, when you go, you walk into sand. At first, when you first step into it, it's really pronounced, but then it like the sand slowly, you know, it moves and it like gets looser. You know, because mm -hmm. sand is, is so flowing. Yeah. So the way they do that is that literally they start out with like a footprint and then as you move away from it, they degrade it to a point. Like they keep like reducing and reducing, basically reducing the contrast of like your footprint versus the other sand until it gets to a certain like contrast ratio and then they stop. And that's how they make like the sand tracks and the different things in the world. So they basically alter the heat map Basically, or, that's exactly or, what they do. So they alter the height map, and then th in the algorithm, it reflects that change. And because yes. you're leaving a footprint, it will depreciate the ground. Yes. And so it looks like sand, but it's totally. not actually. And yeah, th that's what he said. He's like, yeah, actually, you know, actually uh, making real sand and uh, and trying to simulate it would be incredibly hard. So we cheated and did this instead. <laughs> that's still really fascinating. Oh, I yeah, like, guess that that's how they really did that. Good. But the thing is, uh, there were, he, he noted some problems with that system. Like, if you notice in Journey, there's very few parts in the game that aren't just, like, areas that are just flat with no buildings. So those mm -hmm. buildings, they literally have to, like, manually add those in because they use this, this texture map. So the buildings are manually put in, and if you look close at them, they don't blend very well. Really? And that's one of the issues they've had. So this is the thing. He was giving this talk about it and then how they did in Journey. And then he gave a sneak peek of how they're going to be doing their next game. And I don't know if anyone's covered this in the press, but he dropped some like scoops on what the next game's going to be. He couldn't talk about it. He couldn't show it. But he gave a few hints, especially when he was talking about what their new engine is like. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so what, what are some of the distinctions? So, well, first of all, I think this has already been announced. It's going to be multi-platform, so it's going to be on everything, basically. Um, mm -hmm. he, he noted that, well, the main reason why we did 2D Texels in uh, our PS3 games is that, you know, it saves on memory. But now, with PS4 and Xbox One, we have gobs and gobs of memory. So... Um, they're moving from a 2D texel system to a 3D shape-based system in that they basically have these 3D shapes and can cut out pieces from them. Or like, like they have these 3D primitives that they can add to each other or cut out of each other, but also they have these algorithms to where they can degrade them. So like he showed me, he showed some algorithms of like, if we use this one algorithm that we've made, this square block will look like it's made of sand, so it's like deforming and stuff like that. So, like, basically, you can deform the shapes to make them into whatever you want, which is kind of crazy. That's insane. Yeah, and the thing is, though, they're not using like a, a off-the-shelf game engine. Like, they're making this engine from scratch. So that's that's remarkable to me, um, since they're such a small studio. Like, I think they have like a dozen people there. Um, 
So yeah, he was talking about that and he made a big deal about this, which leads me to believe that this has, well, he, he hinted at it very heavily that in Journey and Flower, it was hard to make things such as caves or buildings because it was 2D texels and they had to like manually add in like rocks and shit because everything else was flat. With this 3D shape-based system, they can make 3D objects really easily. So, and he kept hammering this in. He kept talking about caves. So this game is, there's something to do with caves in this game. He, he even hinted, he's like, hint, there might be some caves. I'm like, okay. So this game has something to do with caves. And he also said there's going to be a character. So you're not going to be a flower or anything like that. Like he says there's a character. I wonder if it helps not only from a design perspective, but also a a game engine perspective to set it based in caves. Because, you know, like what you're describing to me, even though you have additional memory and processing power on the PS4 or Xbox One, I still call into question their capability of handling a potential like a system that comp that much more complex totally makes me wonder if this is also would also serve as a way to reduce draw distance I can and then they might totally implement a more streaming yeah because before I feel like they loaded up the levels like, well there was always there's always streaming involved yeah but, totally but this would make it so that they could reduce the field of view a little bit more yeah I feel but that, regardless yeah totally yeah I'm and the thing is he was actually actually we I was actually able to ask him a few questions at the end which is kind of interesting so I've told I've talked about this with you Joe but I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast but mm-hmm. m- most people at Rose are big into PC games but that's about it um, yeah so I was one of two people that had even played Journey at this talk so sad so I was able to ask him all these questions that no one else could like I was like oh what about this part in Journey he's like oh yeah we did this this and this I'm like wow that's cool and then I was asking about the next game so like at the end like he shook my hand and he was like, "Hey man, you should you should email me sometime. We can talk." Do but it, fucking do it. I was like, "Holy it. shit!" Like, this I'd is like, my in. This is my <laughs> my big so, break. It would be awesome if I could work at that company. But yeah, um, yeah. But I asked him a few questions like, "What's their what's their timeline?" And he basically told me beyond 2015. He said, "There's some hopefuls on the on the team that want to get it in this year, but he basically Fuck. said, yeah, there's no way. Like, it's gonna be next year.'" I mean, like, I was about to say, they haven't even the announced earliest, it. The what? They haven't even announced the They haven't the game, even you know? announced it. That's the thing. And he said, yeah, definitely past 2015. The earliest news would probably be 2016. Not to be all gloom and doom about it, but even though that game coming, even though Journey and all these other games are super acclaimed by them, they've been like, have haven't all their games been Sony exclusive? Or they've Flower been, was exclusive. They were all. They've all been Sony exclusive. So you know, this will be their first multi-platform game. Yeah, like I don't feel like a lot of people are paying attention to them at any given time because even the people who have played their games and enjoy them, you know, they're so short and such sweet yeah. like experiences. They just don't come up anymore. They're you know? totally niche, and like as I've mentioned, like I was one of two people that had actually ever played a game from made from that game company. So yeah, I mean to be honest, if you hadn't like egged me to play, I would have to this day never have played Journey. Oh, but it's so good. Oh no, I I don't. I respect yeah. it. Yeah. I I pretentious issues aside, <laughs> I I think it is a very well made game. Yeah. So. So, so here's another, a few other tidbits. Um, he said that he, so I was asking him, so what are you working on right now? 
and I was thinking like, you know, based on, I thought he was going to talk something about the engine. He's like, you know, I've been doing a lot of uh, code for rendering clouds. So I'm just like, okay, so we know there's caves and he's, and if he's been working on clouds, like there must be some sort of clouds in the game. So caves and clouds, like you go into a cave, you go up a cave, you come out of the cave and they're in cloud city. And then you go back <laughs> into the cave, you go back up the cave. It's like a spire. It's like dragon roost from wind waker. That would be cool. That'd be cool. So yeah, they, this has me really, really hyped up now because I looked and like no other news sites had any of these tidbits. I, I don't know. I guess we should keep it to ourselves because I don't feel like leak, like telling media they're like, oh, I know this. This one guy told me. I mean, yeah, don't. I mean, don't <laughs> name drop his name, but you know, it's. I think it's. Uh, but I mean, it, it. I wouldn't even call that breaking embargo because here's the thing. Like, well, I didn't sign anything. Well, just yeah, guy, just the guy was true. just like, hey, like, there's gonna be caves and clouds. Well, like, I, that doesn't yeah. really tell you much, right? I mean, yeah, <laughs> that. But I mean, yeah, you didn't sign anything, so you're fine no one well the whole point of embargoes is to keep people yeah. from like blacklisting you because you reveal too much but you know like this is technical shit that you don't hear about oh yeah totally so i think it's really cool that we it can was, actually have that it was a really cool talk and actually he told us that um his uh supervisor like well not a super like one of the other guys on the team that's like an uh one of the main guys that has been there from the beginning uh gave a talk similar to his uh at gdc this year and it's up to stream so if you want to see a very similar talk that he gave about the mm-hmm. sand then you can and it's like really interesting um but yeah totally that's fucking awesome that's cool I'm actually excited now to see what they got cooking under the hood if there's caves and clouds in this game and we like got the scoops from this guy I'm gonna be so happy yeah I'll feel like just you need to fucking email him. <laughs> I really do. I'm not even what, joking. I don't know what to email him about, though. I mean, what 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 did he like say? Like, well, he's just like, if you have me. like, anytime you have questions, just email me. I mean, you could generally like email him and ask him about like, like what is the environment for getting a, a job at a place like that? Like, you can kind of yeah. Well, we can talk about this later, but you know, okay, for, totally. Yeah, but. I, I have some ideas. I, I just don't want to get into like fanboyish territory where it's like, I want to work for you guys. Cause well, like you, th- that gets, that gets kind of weird. You, yeah. You could always just be like, but how, what are some things that a company like that game company looks for in hiring someone? Is yeah. that game company looking to hire? Like, cause you know, if you approach it with a level of professionalism, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's not like you're just going, Oh my God, you guys are so great. I love you so much. I love, blah, 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 blah. you know, <laughs> exactly. if you just approach it more like that, I think that'd be cool. So, all right. Still. And as a side note, um, he actually worked at Microsoft for a very short time before he went to that game company. Mm-hmm. And he said he worked on the Xbox One. I believe it. But then he left because he hated it. <laughs> I also believe that. So, yeah. Yeah, Microsoft's an interesting place to work for. You either get indoctrinated or you're pessimistic long enough to just like leave. Yep. So, and so you haven't played anything? Nothing? So, I played like a half an hour of like various games, like half an hour here, half an hour there. I don't know if you want. I could just list them. Um, I mean, just list them if you don't feel like you have anything I important played, like, to say about the them. The first 30 minutes of Banjo Kazooie. Okay. Uh, that I know that's random. 
Uh, That's really random. I played like the first 30 minutes of, uh, what is it? Uh, Assassin's Creed Liberation, that PS, the, the Vita game that eventually oh came to PS3. Yeah. It's all right. It's honestly, I kind of like it better than Assassin's Creed 3. I mean, I'm sure many would agree. <laughs> <laughs> and then I tried to play, so I've already played this game, Puzzle Agent. But I was going to replay it. But then mm-hmm. I was like, this requires brain power. So then I like went to sleep. Actually, no, <laughs> I didn't go to sleep. I watched back. To, I watched uh, Fast and Furious. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the, Jesus. Then I went Then I went to sleep. Because hmm. Puzzle Agent, is, it's a puzzle game. And I was like, I can't think right now. I'm too tired. I can't do puzzles. Yeah. I, I had been light on gaming. This week was kind of a rush. I had a jerk. I had a... 550-word German essay due Friday. I had a mobile app that I had to finish for Friday. Oh, yeah. I had a How lot of shit. go? We barely, like, by the skin of our teeth. Like, holy shit. We That's figured it, it out. That's how it tends to go. Yeah, there's a lot of shit that they tell you and that they don't tell you, and it makes development difficult. Yeah. They, like, hold your hand for the first part and then just assume you know everything for the second, and it's like, wait, please, help. <laughs> so... Yeah, so I didn't do too much gaming. Um, what I but I think it was Thursday night because I had just been kind of been winding down and I had finished up a lot of my bulk work. I'm like, I'm gonna play some Valiant Hearts because it's free and yeah. you know it's it's good. It's good. Um, that game is not quite what I thought it would be, and I kind of oh, really? mean that in a good way. Okay, so. Okay. You know, set up for Valiant Hearts, it's about World War One, probably one of the more gruesome, if not one of the most gruesome wars in contemporary history, just by the technology that was used. And it's presented using the art engine, Ubisoft's art engine, I forget yes. the name. Is that what it's called? It's the called, art engine? It's called UbiArt. UbiArt. The UbiArt engine, which means it's illustrated and it's very cartoony. Yes. Like, like super cartoony. And because of it, okay, so when that game was announced, you know, the tone was there. It was like, yeah, this is the Great War. Shit's kind of fucked. Yeah. It's, but we have all these cute characters. That's the thing. It's the the contrast of the cuteness to like, oh, shit, they just got blown up. But see, okay, and see, that's where it gets weird. So that's why I guess the way that's... How, what am what what am I trying to say here? Yeah, I what guess are you? <laughs> that's that that's kind of like I was expecting it to be a little bit darker. So, yeah, I I kind of was too, but I thought because some people were like overreacting about it. I felt right. I mean, because like you said, they're it seems like oh yeah, they're trying to contrast like the cutesy art style with a very terrible, gruesome war. But then I'm playing the game and it's like they kind of don't make it seem as gruesome as it actually is. No. Have you gotten to the music segment? Uh, can you re- tell me what chapter that's in? I don't know. It's the one... You, you'll know You'll know when it's there, when you get to it. Uh, like, music is playing, and you are p- playing the game to the music. Oh, you are? Okay. Well, I'll have to figure that out then. Uh, yeah, because I'm like halfway through chapter three, so that puts me at about... What would that be? That's about... Uh, five-eighths through the game. Hmm. Uh, I'm at Somme, I think it's called. I don't know how you pronounce it. I'm, I'm not French, but okay, S-O-M-M-E. You're almost, you're almost there. Like, there's an entire segment where, you, like, 
it's synced up to the music in a way that I was just like, okay, so I don't know. I thought it was fun, but in a way I was like, I don't know whether this is supposed to be like comic relief or if this is supposed to be like contrasting how bad of stuff that's actually happening, happening while this music is playing. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Uh, yeah, the like it plays very similar and maybe I don't have enough, uh, knowledge to actually say this, but from what, what I've seen of like, you know, the comic book series mouse, Mouse. Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, cartoony interpretation of the events of like the Holocaust and all yes, that shit. Totally. I I'm trying to remember a lot of that because I'm sure there probably was some more darker shit in that. But by and large, it seemed like pretty tame. You know, I don't think there was like any depictions of gas chambers in that, or mm-hmm. if they were, they were implied. That's kind of how I feel about this. In that, there's no like dismemberment. There's like. And it the way the story is told is very like storybook esque. So I guess that's kind of like that's where it kind of subverted my expectations. Is I was expecting this to be get a lot darker and be a lot more adult. And it's like actually this game just touches the teen rating. You know, mm-hmm. I don't feel like this is super heavy or as heavy heavy as I was expecting it to be. I no. know tor- I know towards the end it gets kind of dark. But, you know, at least as far as, like, graphical depictions of shit, it didn't seem so bad. So, I don't know. I like it. Uh, puzzles are nice. The puzzles, I haven't had any trouble with the puzzles so far. Um, uh, but at the same time, I haven't been breezing through it. I think it hits the right medium. And that there's a lot of games mm. that have, like, really fucking difficult puzzles that you just kind of have to sit and think. This one, I never felt like I got so bogged down by a yeah. puzzle, but at the same time, they felt challenging enough that I felt rewarded when I completed it, you know? See, I never thought that the puzzles were, like... Like, I, I could get through the puzzles and I could figure them out, but I always felt like um, I had to figure out exactly where I needed to be to, like, press the button for it to happen the way I wanted it to. Yeah, there is and some... And that's my only, like, complaint about it. Totally. Yeah, there. I felt a little bit of imprecision. I remember trying to, like, put gears... There's a part where you have to ring a bell on yeah, top of yeah. a church, and you putting placing those you get gears. That trophy? Uh, what ring the bell three times? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I actually looked at the trophy list just to see, just because it's like, well, this seems like it's gonna be like a one-time game that I don't want to come back to, so why not? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So I did that. Yeah, and it. I don't know, but otherwise, I like it. I think it's well paced. I I think it's fun. Like, which is interesting because it's. It's sort of this cross between a puzzle adventure game, you know, it's Yeah. I enjoy it. I I think it's a good game. It um, is. And I do appreciate the historical facts that they have about the events taking place around you. Uh cuz some of them cuz you know, World War 1 is not su- a subject that is approached a lot, you know, at least in American schools, we don't talk about it yeah. too much. We acknowledge it, but it wasn't really our war to fight. We just no. came in at the end. And so we kind of gloss over it there. And World then War, in, World War II just kind of overshadows it for a lot of people, I feel. Exactly. And that too. And that's what I think is so like, that's kind of why I enjoy learning about it because World War II overshadows it. And it was nothing like World War II. Like, yeah. n- so far removed. Like, chemical warfare. That's when they started to use flamethrowers, which were mainly used for intimidation rather than actual, like, 
tac- being tactical, mm-hmm. just like you know, it it was a very uh, a very different kind of war. So it it's something that I I think naturally I'm more fascinated about because of that. There's a lot more to learn from it, even though we don't learn a lot about it. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna try to finish that up. I bet you I can finish it today. Yeah. Uh it's not it's not terribly long and I've been kind of like just blazing through it. Uh otherwise uh Do you I, like the dog? The I do enjoy the dog. The dog is good. Sometimes the dog doesn't follow me when I want him to and I get angry. But Yeah. You just got to go pet him. There were yeah, there were a few times where I needed the dog to solve a puzzle and I'm like, "Okay, dog, wait, where'd the dog go?" And <laughs> I had to go back and he just like was sitting for some reason. I'm like, "I did not tell you to sit." What? <laughs> Are you stuck on something? No, he's not stuck. He's just stupid. So just call him over. Just call him over. But um, yeah. Otherwise, uh, one game I did look at again was uh, fuck. What was it even called? Terra Battle. That I uh the the uh, yeah. phone game. Yeah, yeah. I went back to that because I was bored or something, and I just decided to peek at it. And I think they've started to add a multiplayer mode to it. Oh, did I you think... try it out? No. <laughs> Hang on. Actually, let me pull this up right now. Because they did. They added some. Oh, they added summons. Hmm. They added summons to this game because it's like basically Final Fantasy. So I haven't done anything with that. I just that's that's a thing to report that I did, and I'm not proud it. of it. <laughs> I'm not proud of it. You're ashamed. Yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah. Otherwise, that's a that about wraps up for what I've uh done. Um, I see what we have here. Do you think you want to do this now? Do you think it'd make more sense in news? <laughs> let's just go to let's go to news. Go to news. I'm I'm getting my blood is boiling just thinking about this. Oh shit. God damn it, Peter. All right. Okay, we'll jump to news. So Awada went on stage this week. Awada things happened this oh. week. Awada things got announced today. Yeah. Um. No, Nintendo had a random ass Nintendo. That's the thing I love about Nintendo these days is that now that they have their own platform, they can just go in and say, "Hey, we're gonna have a direct tomorrow." Just like that's what happened. They're just like, "We're gonna have an announcement tomorrow." Just, just randomly. Like usually that'd be like preemptive like weeks ahead of time like oh we're gonna have an event like a month from now it's called E3 no Nintendo's just like tomorrow let's do this shit like that's so just randomly they decided to have a Nintendo Direct and they announced a ton of stuff I have so many tabs open right now like let's so go many to the tabs um, so I have some listed on this page uh, I guess I'll go through the tabs and then we will see if there's any that I've listed that I don't have tabs open for so Mario Kart 8 is getting a free update. And Yay! In this, yes, and in this free update they are changing the game. They this is okay. What what racing speeds have there always been in Mario Kart, Joe? Fucking the same old goddamn shit. 50 same 100 150 cc. They're fucking th- throwing out the rule book cuz they're releasing an update with 200 cc. My innovations. It is this where re- I whip my dick out and start masturbating? Yeah, it looks... They've showed some video of it. It's really fast. I'm so excited. All right, like, that's cool. 
because I mean, come on, who doesn't want it to be faster? Like that, it's getting into like F zero territory now. Like this is great. This is great. Let's see more Mario Kart eight. Uh, there's going to be Animal Crossing DLC. Um, they already announced that last year, but they've announced that it's going to be coming early. Like it wasn't supposed to be released until um, May. But they're releasing it in April because they're just like, well, it's done, so we're just gonna release it early for you guys, and then so. wait for it to get delayed. <laughs> that would be hilarious. It's like, oh, sorry, we <laughs> we did this too early. Um, alongside that Animal Crossing DLC, they've announced a new Animal Crossing game. Did you hear about this game, Joe? Uh, no, I actually did not. I have not looked at anything from this Nintendo Direct. Okay, Animal Crossing Happy Home, Home Designer. So basically, it's Animal Crossing, but without all of the Animal Crossing stuff that you know, it's all about designing homes. So the idea is that um, when you go into your town, every single person has like a house and they're like, well, I want it to look I, like they have a certain amount of requirements. Like I want it to look like this or like be this sort of house. And then you collect different house pieces and then you design their home and then based on you know, you know, you know how like there's an entire like meta game of like how the the homes in Animal Crossing are graded. Yeah, it's like the HRA or something. Yeah. Happy Room Academy. Exactly, and this is basically a game based on that. Like you're trying to meet these scores and like design it to make everyone happy. Fuck that shit. But that's not even the beginning of it. God damn it! Alongside this game, they are releasing amiibo cards. And these amiibo cards are cards that have chips in them. And with those cards, you can scan in different Animal Crossing characters or different Animal Crossing home pieces that will be exclusive to the cards. Most of it will be in the game, but there'll be some that are exclusive to these cards that they're going to release. All right. I... Okay, so these past handful of animal. Okay, Animal Crossing, let's say DS... Yeah. Was amazing. where they added a shit ton of stuff. It was a solid sequel to Animal Crossing. I would say that is peak Animal Crossing. Peak Animal Crossing. Then they got a little lazy, did City Folk, and it's like, okay, yeah, it's City Animal Folk Crossing. Was, City Folk kind of sucked. I'm going to be it honest was with did, you. It sucked because they fucking didn't do anything. They rearranged the stores, really. Yeah. They just moved the stores into the city, and that was it. Yeah, there was really nothing additional to it. Then came along 3DS, which they tried to do some new stuff, but it yeah. wasn't it wasn't quite what I'm looking for. Yeah, I, same. I guess what I'm asking for Animal Crossing to have done, or what it should have done, was just keep adding shit. Like, yeah, who gives a shit if it gets unwieldy? Like, you know, they've stagnated. They stagnated. Honestly, I, I want it to be. I want them to add shit, but also, and I, I mean, I think this is beyond Nintendo. I want it to be a multiplayer like online experience. Like I want to go visit my friends' homes. Like yeah. I want to go to my like no none of this like oh you got to pull up the gate and go to these no. I want it to be like my friend and I just live in the same town and we're mm-hmm. just interacting with each other. Like none of this gate bullshit. Well, see, yeah, that's that's what I never got cuz the game always prided itself on oh, well things are happening even when you're not playing and it's like no, nothing is happening. It's just this the computer is going through its cycles and yeah. if an event is happening then it quote unquote happened, but there's no like long-term uh change because of it. Like that's it needs to be okay. They need to make it multiplayer. 
They need to just keep adding shit. Yeah. They need to like expand the breadth of the game. They the really depth do. is fine. And yet for these past two games, City Folk and the three DS, they've added like three DS added some like little gimmicks. Yeah, but, but that's, oh, that but, wasn't the draw. But it's all the same shit. It's the same bugs, it's the same fish, it's the same items. It's the same goddamn everything. And so like now they're releasing this game, which it doesn't even sound like it's gonna be I mean, of course, this, it hasn't come out yet, but it doesn't sound yeah. like a full-blown Animal Crossing. It sounds like another one of it's, the 3DS it's, games. It's not a full... It's not an... It, honestly, it's not a mainline Animal Crossing game at all. It's a side game that's just about designing homes. <sighs> well, let's hope it's just... A, it's going to be for the 3DS, you say? It's going to be for the 3DS. It's going to use Amiibo cards. Okay, let's... I hope it would just be a spinoff. Like, it's a spinoff. I mean, it's called Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer. I'm ready to love again, Peter. I want to love too. I want to love again, but if the next Animal Crossing game is like, like the last two, hmm, I'm gonna be so pissed off. So, well, if this is a spinoff, that's fine. I I'll tolerate it, its existence. But yeah. But now that they have these cards, I think Nintendo is going down the merch line. Clearly. Yeah. Well, I mean, you say that, but how many of these are gonna, are they going to make? Are they just going to like dump them out there and be like, there's three of them. Uh, good luck finding those. I think it's just curious that they are they started releasing figurines and now they're like, oh, hey, now let's do cards because yeah. it's more economical for us. Hey, we can do other things with this scanner. And now they're just going to make a lot of add-on shit. It's basically an e-reader built yeah. into your We'll console. see. I mean, we'll get into this later, but with every time they announce some new like physical product, I'm just like, are you actually going to make it this time? Yeah. Because they, they've failed at that for the past several years. Yeah. Um, I just had to rant about that when you're from what you just told me. No, it's totally. like how, I, why? I'm also down on Animal Crossing in the past few years. Um, so more 3DS uh, stuff. Um, they're adding more Mii Plaza games. Uh, are they going to cost they're, money? Or they're they going to cost free? money. They're going to be okay. $5. Uh, no, th- yeah, they're $5 each, uh, two of them. If you buy them together, they're $8. Uh, one of them is Ultimate Angul- Angul- Angler. Wow, you'll, I can't say the name. You can't say that word. Ultimate Angler. It's a fishing game. And then there's another one called Battleground Z, which, in which, this one actually sounds interesting, your Mies and your friend's Mies will fight hordes of zombies. All right, that might and be interesting. you will have to combine different weapons to make... D- combine different things from a hobby shop to make weapons. This sounds like Dead Rising. <laughs> I'm I'm okay with them trying to do something like that. Yeah. So yeah, that's not, that seems kind of interesting. Um, Shin Megami Tensei Crossfire Emblem. That'll be a weird one. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. Just it's coming apparently. It'll probably be fine. Who's yeah. it, who's it, who's developing it? Is I it, don't know. It's not intelligent systems. Uh, let me see. Intelligent systems. Oh, all right. Yeah, it'll be Atlas good. Atlas and intelligent systems co-developed. All right, it'll be good then. Probably, I believe. <laughs> I think it will be. Puzzle and Dragons Super Mario Brothers Edition. The fuck is that? Do you know Puzzle and Dragons? I. Vaguely, have heard that name, but I've never seen that game played. It's just—it's super popular in Japan. It's a match three puzzler. 
they're making a Super Mario Brothers edition. Oh, it's coming to, it's coming to 3DS. It's it's a phone game. It's it's phone bullshit. All right. It, we will not is that, play this game. Is that coming here? Like stateside? It's coming here. It's coming stateside. That's There'll curious. De- there's a demo coming this month. Of all the... Hmm. All right. Okay. It's microtransaction hell. That's what it is. Well, great. Can't wait. So glad. New Fire Emblem is coming next year. Wait, already? Yes. Didn't the last one come out last year? Yes. So it's on a two-year cycle? Yes. And because everyone loves Fire Emblem, I just I don't when, care. When either. did those games start selling well? Uh, the last one, the last one was like the first one that actually sold anything in in the states, at least. I mean, I Fire Emblem seems like a great game that I would myself would probably enjoy, but I've just never been that into the lore to me neither to care. I mean, I love I love Marth and uh, and Ike and Smash, but besides that, I just I don't really. Care I was about, about that to series. say you, you you love you don't love them because they're Fire Emblem though. No, I love them because they're actually like good fighters in Smash Brothers. Exactly. Oh well. They're releasing an update to Codename Steam that fixes the enemy turns taking too long. Good. I don't understand how that passed. Yeah. Quality assurance. Like, you can fast forward up to three times. Wait. Like three three times three X times. <laughs> okay, I was about to say it's like we're gonna give you a limited number of speed ups <laughs> and then they weasel in some micro microtransaction oh to get more. God, oh no. my god. Please no. That actually might uh No, you uh, I think on the regular three DS or three DS XL it's three X times, but if you have the new three DS it's four X times because of the faster CPU. Yeah, that that that's that makes sense to me. Okay. Now here's the one that might that actually is probably really well. Here's the one that's actually interesting in like a gamer sort of way. I'm interested. New Fatal Frame is coming to Wii U this year. Have they made a good Fatal Frame since two? No, but was two every, even that good? I don't know. I've never played the series, but everyone loves it. And the thing is, it sounds like I'm excited for it just because it sounds like a perfect pairing of. This gamepad is basically a giant camera. Give me like, a second. I'm looking up all the Fatal Frame games. Okay. There's a because lot of Fatal Frame games. There are. But no, like, because the main gameplay of Fatal Frame is taking pictures. And if you could just use the gamepad to snap a few photos, like, that sounds like a perfect platform to play Fatal Frame on. Yeah. So, yeah, that seems like it would work. Um, Fatal Frame is kind of gone the way of, of Silent, Silent Hill. Hill. Yeah. So the thing is they released Fatal Frame 1, Fatal Frame 2. Fatal Frame 2 is the one I hear talked about the most. Yeah. It seems to be the most well-regarded. People love that game. Then they released 3, and then they released one in Japanese, and then it just kind of fell off. I... I but even then, like going back to two, in spite of how well regarded it was, it has that campiness that I think a lot of Japanese horror games had at the time of the PS2. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'll be interesting to see, but I don't myself am not. I don't have a lot of confidence for that title. And if they're releasing it exclusively on the Wii U, yeah, it's exclusive. That's that'll be knock on wood, but I don't know. Oh well, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. 
I think it can be a good game, but again, it's one of those things where they haven't instilled much confidence over the past few years. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the announcement that I don't particularly care about, but I know a lot, a lot of people love this. Uh, they're making an Attack on Titan 3DS game that's going to be coming. Hope you guys are ready for fucking annualized releases of goddamn anime games, you fucks. Yep. Weeaboos. Now with something that honestly makes sense, but also doesn't make any fucking sense. So it makes sense, but it doesn't make fucking sense. Yeah. So, like, you'll buy it dinner, but you won't take it home to meet yeah. the fam. All right. Makes sense. Nintendo DS and 64 titles are coming to Wii U Virtual Console. Why are they not available on the 3DS Virtual Console, at least for the DS games? Because the, D- the 3DS can play DS games. <sighs> I wonder... It's the same shit they did with the Game Boy Advance. Like, there are Game Boy Advance games on Wii U, but not 3DS. Like, w- like, what are they... I don't... This doesn't make any goddamn... Why would you play a Game Boy Advance game on a, on your big screen TV when you can play it on your hand, in your handheld? I, I feel like they're do, taking the opposite approach of Sony, where Sony had a console that did not necessarily sell as well as the last one, so they're now re-releasing uh, titles on their newer console that is selling much better than that yeah. one. And now Nintendo is the opposite of let's take our one of our most popular consoles, yeah. put those games on our <laughs> least popular console. That makes no of sense of all time. Because makes no goddamn sense. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, Joe. This makes no fucking sense. <laughs> like, why would you do this? Oh uh, well. So how how many like do they have any titles lined up, or are they just saying this is in the works? Um, actually, they they released two 64 games already uh mario 64 and donkey kong 64 are already on the virtual on the console Uh, do they okay so i wonder i haven't i haven't played uh any 64 games on the wii so but what i'm curious about is i don't know if have you ever played donkey kong 64 uh no but I, i mean i've played i've played 64 games on my wii before though well, Donkey Kong 64 in particular runs like ass. Oh, they they emulate all the, all the problems. God damn it, Nintendo. Nintendo is all about making things as they were back in the past. Like, I remember, uh, so I bought um, Star Fox 64 for the Wii. Mm-hmm. They patched that game to add the slowdown back in. What the fuck? Because they wanted it to be true to the original. I don't give a shit. I know. You I don't, don't under- have to update the textures, just... Don't make make it run at a respectable goddamn frame rate. No, when it when they first released it, it ran at perfect frame rate, but then they released a patch that changed it back cuz they're like, "Well, this isn't in, this isn't like what it was." Like the whole point of virtual consoles is to make it as real to the real thing. Who are they what? servicing? Like who wants that? Like nostalgia, I guess. I don't who, know. Who, oh yeah, by fucking nostalgia for my shitty ass frame rate in goddamn Donkey yep. Kong. Like I don't. This is Nintendo we're talking about. Like they I can, <laughs> if you're like a fucking weirdo purist, yeah, sure. But Nintendo isn't making those for you. They're appealing to a broader demographic. Well, Nintendo thinks so. You can. I clipped. <laughs> I clipped in Donkey Kong 64 because what they do is when the frame rate drops below like 15, yeah. they double the speed of everything in the environment to compensate. Ugh. So that causes crazy ass clipping to happen. Sometimes. Great. Yeah. Why would you do... Th- mm. Mm. 
Nintendo. Nintendo. So, Joe, I know how much you love Amiibos. I tolerate their existence. So, Nintendo announced that they're going to have a new um, new app called Amiibo Tap, Nintendo's greatest hits. How does basically, that work? Basically, whenever you buy an Amiibo, you tap it on the gamepad, and then it unlocks a specific scene from a certain game that you can play. And then it'll show you an ad of like, hey, now you want to buy the real game? It's basically marketing. They could have at least have just made it like some the, obscure NES title. Or like, just give me the full game. The figure is like $13. Like, these are old-ass games. Like, like NES, SNES? Yeah, we're talking NES. Like, if I got the Mario Amiibo, it might take it might let me play 1-1 in Mario and then be like, okay, you want the full Mario? Then uh, give us five bucks. That's they not even a discount. Not even a discount. Like, they, they, throw me yeah. a bone here. Uh, no bones. Whatevs. Whatevs. Mario Maker is coming in September. All right. I I'm I'm cautious about this one. I it, want it. I want it to be amazing, but I'm cautious. When it comes out, from what I've heard of that game, it needs to be like a twenty-five dollar game. Like, yeah, it needs to be super cheap. Like, yeah, unless... And they can be like, oh, yeah, but we put all this content in here from other games. It's like, you know what? I could download that in a few minutes because someone, odds are, someone is going to make that. Yeah. Like... And, and to me, what's going to make it or break it is how easy it is to share the levels. Like, if they make some god-awful system of just, like, of like uploading, but only you if you have friend codes or some bullshit, like, it, it will not work. It needs to be basically like YouTube, but for Mario levels. Send us a photocopy of your ID to prove that you are over the age of 18 uh, and can participate in online transactions. No, just... No. Just send, stop. send us your goddamn photo. Nintendo, no. Do it! Mm. Oh, my God. Yep. Yoshi's Woolly World is going to have amiibo support. No surprise there. In the greatest way possible. It's going to have a plush yarn Yoshi amiibo. All right. I'm so hyped for this yarn Yoshi amiibo. See, it looks they, so cute. They need to do more niche shit like that. Yes. I like this, that this idea. This is great. This is great. Like, this is probably the coolest amiibo they've ever done. Probably. Yes. I'm super hyped for that. Um,. Let's see. Now we're down to Smash Bros. news. So they announced uh, when um, U2 will be out for Smash Bros. Um, it's going to be out this month, uh, later this month. I think that if you... So they kept being... This is one thing that I don't understand about Nintendo. They've been real shady about this Mewtwo shit. Like, when it first was announced, it was like, oh, it's only for people that bought both copies of the game. No. You can just buy it for five bucks if you want. So, basically, I bought two copies of the game for no fucking reason. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but, I, but the thing is, you get it a week early if you bought two copies of the game, which would be great if I wasn't in class that week anyway, so I'm not going to be able to play it until the next week anyway. So, whatever. Um, uh, he's coming, and he they showed some gameplay. Seems like, you know, it seems like Mewtwo. Looks like he plays basically how he played in Melee. It's good stuff. All right. Um, they showed Lucas. So Lucas is going to be coming to Smash Bros. 
which I honestly don't care that much about Lucas because I always thought that he was basically the same as Ness with like some very small variations. Some people swear that Lucas is like the superior of the two, and I'm just like, okay, whatever. Sure. Yeah, sure. I, I always felt he should have just been like a palette swap or something, but uh, yeah. Lucas is coming. Um, but now for the real shit, the shit I actually care about, they have opened up the floodgates. Um, they are allowing people to submit characters that they want to be in Smash Bros. They're just dividing the vote. Yeah, so we can kind of tie this new story in here with Banjo-Kazooie potentially being in Smash Bros. So, okay. Have you heard anything about this, Joe? Didn't Phil Spencer actually say that he was okay with the idea? The head of Xbox said, yeah, sure, we're totally, like... I I would love that. Like we've worked with Nintendo in the past with Banjo. We'd we'd love to do that again. Which leaves me to basically mean it basically means hey, Nint- it's up to Nintendo just to ask. If they ask, it'll happen. Put Banjo in there. Fucking put him in there. Come on. Just just yeah. Don't even fucking make people Fuck vote Lucas. for him. Just fucking like put who Banjo needs in- Lucas? Put Banjo in there. Like come on. Uh, it's yeah, it's one of those classic cases where it's like, well, why didn't you go? Why didn't you ever like me? It's like you never asked me out on a date. I would have gone yeah. out with you if I if you had. It's like, oh <laughs> god damn it, fuck. Yeah. So, man, if they got Banjo in there, like, how crazy would that be to have Microsoft DLC in a Nintendo game? Oh man. Oh yeah. Or That'd be great. That would be great. Yeah, there's like. Yeah, like, don't leave that up to the vote. Like, now people are going to vote for Banjo. It's like, no, just go and ask them and then have votes for other shit. Like, mm-hmm. Well, I, I find, I've, I've found that most people are voting for Ridley. Really? Yeah. I, Not mo- Like, a lot of people are. Like, I was they have, say. They, have like, they have a leaderboard, and Ridley's, like, high up there. Um, so, yeah, some, do you want to go down ones... the list of all the crazy shit we've seen people say, like, okay, rally some, to vote for? Okay, so... <laughs> I'm I'm not going to so there's a there's been a few that I've seen honestly most of the ones that I've seen have been like third party characters that are never going to be in the game and I don't understand why people are submitting these but they're funny like Goku has a big fan base rallying behind him mm-hmm. like uh, a bunch of people as a joke are submitting Hank Hill from King of the Hill god damn it <laughs> like stuff like that. Like, there are like, p- there are people trying to get Solaire, the sun guy, like the uh, praise the sun dude yeah. from Dark Souls, which actually might not be too crazy because Dark Souls is owned an IP owned by Namco Bandai, yeah, which uh, is worked in collaboration <laughs> with <laughs> Super Smash Bros. I've seen some people trying to get Shovel Knight. Okay, um, dude, I I honestly would love to see Bayonetta. Because Bayonetta 2 was exclusive to Nintendo anyway. That's right. So. Bayonetta would work. It would be so good. You know what? What they need to do is they need to have their little fucking vote, get whatever bullshit <laughs> vanilla character they want in the game because of the vote, and then all the other characters are like, fuck this shit, and they all like go off and they make another fighting game. Or someone oh, makes a Project M mod that just puts all these characters in the game. They do even- it. Honestly, like, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they start adding their own characters to Project M just because uh, they've gone through and added in all the characters that were missing. So now what else is there left? Project M Rejects Edition. Dude. Do it. Someone do it. it. 
pull the trigger. Because, yeah, they went back and added in Roy and, like, Mewtwo. So. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, crazy. So that so, rounds out the direct. Do you want to, like, it's like some kind of, like, weird conversation we need to have with our parents? Fuckers. It's like. We're saving we this to the end. I can't. I don't. I can't work blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Daba dee, daba die, motherfuckers. Oh. All right. Well, we got uh the one year anniversary of Lost Swords. I don't. Does anyone care? What What kind of bikini are they putting on Cassandra this <sighs> week? Fucking everything. <laughs> They're Just, fucking, they have all these like, oh, if you play, if you come in for our one year anniversary, you get like the fucking minx costume. Like, <laughs> I'm just revving your engine at this point. Ancient modern sorcerer treasure chest, which is treasure the, chest, which yeah. basically is, it's basically Taki, not Taki. Um, oh my God. How am I blanking Ivy? on her name? It's Ivy in, yeah. like, the skimpiest outfit ever. And she has a treasure chest on her chest. Yeah, she has, a, like, the skimpiest outfit ever, but she has, like, a witch hat on top of it on her on her head. But everything oh, else God. is, like, the skimpiest, like, BDSM bullshit. Oh, it's, it's so gross. How far you have fallen, Ivy. Like, you used to like, have dignity or something. Like, what... One year camp, the one year anniversary campaign with the chocolate present quest. Chocolate That's present quest. Highly erotic. Yeah, you want that chocolate present? You better play play this quest. Fucking gross. Okay, I'm getting out of um, here. Play sta- <laughs> PlayStation Home ends. It ended. End of the era. I tried era. to get back in. It wouldn't let me. Yep. There goes my 100 percent. Yeah, I, oh, you didn't get it. I, you know, I, I thought about it, and I'm like, oh, I don't I care. I got it. I got it, Joe. I let go forever. I will have that over you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mister Man. Uh, yeah, I watched the giant bomb stream. It was funny to see these guys get into home after not using it for so long because there's some things like I mean I went and discovered a lot of this stuff a, a few months ago when I was try, trying it out to be like well I know this is ending so let's see what kind of weird bullshit in the, is in there and man home got super weird and it was really interesting to see them slowly discover like wow home got so weird and like them kind of being like man it's too bad this place is closing because it's really weird and funny and it's like maybe we should have covered more of this exactly like well, the thing is, they did such a shit job of, like, um, sharing. Like, Sony did such a shit job of, like, marketing all that stuff. Because, like, they kept being like, oh, they added this to home? Why didn't they tell me? Why didn't they tell me that they added this to home? Like, I would have tried it out. But, you know. I mean, they had, like, fucking Swingers Club and... Yeah. God damn it, home is weird. Home is really weird. It's really weird, but, like, in a really, like fun way like none you've ever seen before yes okay Joe remember a few weeks ago when we said that Mario and Luigi were coming to Monster Hunter 4 yep oh Sonic no Sonic is also coming and y- go to this link and see like if you thought Mario and Luigi were scary fucking see Sonic that's like, horrifying look at what, what are the they, fuck what are they doing it's like a cat but it's a fucking hedgehog 
It's disgusting. What am I looking at? Is this an April Fool's joke? No, this is real. This is fucking real. I just have to sit back and like contemplate my existence for a minute. It's like, like he's fucking hopping. Oh my god. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog is in Monster Hunter and it's fucking horrifying. It's when I saw this, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, who is the art designer over there? Who's like, yeah, this looks good. This won't give you nightmares. It's like literally nightmare fuel. Is that, is that, oh, okay. I thought the hedgehog was on his back for a minute. Okay, this is weird. Well, <laughs> I'm glad Sonic is uh, making an appearance in a game again. <laughs> that might not be complete shit. Yeah. God damn it. Nightmare fuel. Save me. Well, it seems like we've reached the end of the line. All right. I have to talk about this now. Here we go. Strap in. So some shit happened this week. Complete and utter shit. Okay, at the Nintendo Direct, Nintendo announced a butt truckload of new Amiibos. And I'm not... Like... I was kind of exaggerating with some friends earlier, me like, they fucking announced like 30 new Amiibos. So I went back and counted. I wasn't far off. They announced 21 new Amiibos. Um, that's not including the cards. The cards, I don't, they haven't said when the cards are coming. But they, ha they also announced, hey, you'll be able to pre-order these tomorrow. Okay, sure, whatever. And now there's going to be more exclusive ones that are exclusive to GameStop, Best Buy, and Toys R Us. So that's going to be another shit show, trying to get those fucking things. Um, but that's not even the worst of it. So GameStop says, okay, we're going to do pre-orders at 3 p.m. for all these new Amiibos. Shit, that's not even the beginning. Okay. It all began at like... What? Maybe noon. Noon of the day of April 2nd Best Buy just randomly puts up their pre-orders literally sell out in three minutes I was able to get a Charizard and a Pac-Man then, then it sold out was not able to get any of the Fire Emblem characters which by the way are like impossible to get you know what other characters impossible to get which is really alarming Joe which one Wario Wario sold out just as fast as the Fire Emblem characters how is that possible? He's a Mario character. There should be plenty of those. There was more Pac-Mans than Wario's. Okay, so that's uh, that's that sucks. But you know what? Best Buy, like they've had a bad track record. So GameStop's like, okay, 3 p.m. We're doing this shit. Then they announced, okay, 3 p.m. in store only. We're not doing the online pre-orders because when Best Buy put theirs up randomly at noon, their servers went down. So GameStop's, okay, we want to avoid that. We're not doing online pre-orders. You have to pre-order in store. 3 p.m. Okay, so a bunch of people... So I go to this forum where they basically are, like, giving you, like, like info on Amiibos. A bunch of people are posting, oh, man, there's so many lines. I'm, like, 30th in line, whatever. Luckily, I'm in Terre Haute, so I went there at 3 p.m., not even early, and uh, got... I was first in line because we're in the middle of nowhere. Some guy came in, like, 10 minutes later, so he was second, and that was all the people that came. It, their entire system crashed, Joe. Their entire system crashed for in-store pre-orders. Well, looks like we got to go to paper. They could not put through any sales for two hours. 
I sat there for two hours to pre-order these fucking Amiibos. But by the time that my GameStop got it working, all of them were sold out except for Ness. So I got Ness. I waited Yay! two hours to get fucking Ness. The only good... Th- well, it's kind of good, but also kind of shitty. The only good thing that came out of it was that I was talking to one of the employees there who's a girl, and... The problem, okay, I think she's into me, but the problem is... Is that your waifu? Oh, it's this girl, reoccurring girl. The problem is... (laughs) Yeah, the problem is I'm too much of a pussy to ask somebody out when they're at work because I feel like... Don't girls complain about being asked out when they're working? Yes. So I'm like, I don't want to do that. So I'm just like, how do I do this? Do I stalk her down to when she's not out, when she's not at work? Like, I don't know. I, I feel like at this point, you don't have much of a choice yeah. as to where you meet her. You're just going to have to do it and not be fucking weird about it. I'm trying not to make it weird. because Odds are, if someone has the balls to ask someone out in store on the job, they're really yeah. fucking weird, which isn't because they're doing it. It's because they're just weird. Yeah. So if you just do it and not be weird, yeah, you'll probably be okay. But the thing is, God, I should have just done it then and there because she was she was laying it down heavy. Like, she was being very obvious that she's into me. Like, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, she was like, okay, I need your information uh, to do the pre-order. I'm like, okay. Like, she's like, okay, what's your name? I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm Peter Samin, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, Peter, like Peter Parker from Spider-Man. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I really, I like Spider-Man, actually. And a lot of people say that I kind of look like... Like, like that, that I kind of remind them of Spider-Man. It's like, well, I'd be your Mary Jane. I'm like, oh, God damn it. Are you oh, fucking me? <laughs> she right said that now, to me. Peter. She said that. She All fucking right. said that. He, plan. Here's the plan. Next time, you fucking get Amaryl Ellis to drive you there. But before you go there, you get, you drink. Drink. <laughs> Heavy. <laughs> oh, fucking, my God. Fucking put the liquid courage in your blood and you march. You march in there, <laughs> and you unapologetically ask this girl out. Who the fuck? Mm. All yeah. right, finish up your Nintendo rant because I have my own rant to go on now. And then, and then I said that yeah, the only the only Skylander I would ever buy would be a Crash Bandicoot one. And then she's like, "Oh, I love Crash Bandicoot." I was like, "God damn it!" <laughs> At first, I was just rolling my eyes, and then you, the whole fucking Mary Jane sent me over <laughs> it, set me on fire, roll me up in a blanket, and throw me off a cliff because, oh, <laughs> god damn it. Okay, so... Have I taught you nothing? Uh, I've ne- I feel weird asking people out at work. I've never done it before. I've asked people out in other situations, like regular-ass situations, but this is going to be a learning experience. But you have... No problem with peeing on the street. You peed on... You fucker. (laughs) That did not happen. Nah, totally did. Okay, so... After all... Okay, I also was able to get pre-orders for the uh, Splatoon Amiibos, but those are not hard to come by, because who fucking cares about Splatoon? Um, So then I get back home, uh, and... Toys R Us announces, hey, we're going to have pre-orders tomorrow at 7 a.m. I'm like, okay, cool. It's nice that for once a store actually set out an actual time that they'll be up. Joe, they lied. 
No. They lied. No. A bunch of people went to bed with alarms set to like 6.30 so that they'd be ready at 7. They put the pre-orders up at 3 a.m. Sold out within minutes. People woke up at 6.30 fucking pissed. Why do you make an announcement and then do something? Like, why do you lie to people? Was it perhaps... Well, I was going to say a different time zone, but... No. Yeah, 3 o'clock does not add up anywhere in the United States unless you're in Alaska. No, they were very specific. 7 a.m. Eastern time. Hmm. It was not that time. (laughs) So, yeah, everyone was fucking pissed. Like, and so here's the thing. After this entire day of fiasco... People started quitting. Um, at least at the forum that I go to, Cheap Ass Gamer, there's at least four or five people that put all their stuff on eBay. It's just like, I'm done. Like, Nintendo just does not give a fuck about anybody and does not respect their customers, so I'm done. Like, maybe, I'm selling, I'm maybe selling all of these. Maybe it's for the best. The thing is, a lot of these people just... They're just fans, and they just want to buy these things because they like these franchises. But Nintendo has no fucking respect... I, for them. I think the way I see it, I can empathize with being pissed off at the scarcity, but never once in my life have I seen a collection that has not had at least one object or several objects in its containment which are like substantially valuable because I don't know what the going sure. rate is on amiibos that have just sold out but if it's, it's fucking it, incredible well define incredible because i mean okay so 80 dollars these, these, these amiibo yeah like 80 to 100 dollars like that's what we're talking see, for these sold that, out ones see that's a lot but that's still proverbially a drop in the bucket to what it might one day be i mean like what, Show, if well, i if i collect there's fifth there's gonna be 50 of these smash bros amiibos if they're each 80 to 100 dollars that's a lot of money. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, at the rate they're releasing, it's not—it's no different than ba- buying it, a new game like once every. It just it just doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make any business sense. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not defending Nintendo. Does not, scarcity it doesn't make should, any goddamn sense. Scarcity should not occur this soon. No, yeah. especially since like. It's in Nintendo's best interest to sell as many of these as possible. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and there's clearly a market for making more of these, but they're not. But Nintendo, so and- they should, so they should either raise the price, which would suck, but at least that would make a market balance or make more of them. Like mm-hmm. there needs to be a balance. Like this is basic economics. I just know that Nintendo has not been known to be one to overstock ever but, like but even, not even, e- even the original Oc- or the ocarina 3ds yeah. title has already started to go like skyrocket in price because everyone's cleared out any brand new stock that has totally. existed but the thing is they're not even they're not even close to stocking these right they're not even fucking close like they're so far away and and i've i've showed in and, and the the worst part is that there's this disconnect where Nintendo has ads and it has a marketing and including the Nintendo Direct they're making all these marketing pushes for like go buy this amiibo to do this go buy this amiibo to do this go buy this amiibo to do this they had an entire segment about how you can use your Fire Emblem amiibos in co- code name Steam 
You can't find them anywhere. There's so Nintendo of America tweeted this out. Hey, look, Yoshi got an Easter egg. Uh, which amiibo are you getting for Easter? All of the responses are people pissed off because they're like, you can't even buy that amiibo because you can't fucking find it in the goddamn store. You can't find any of the, the ones that we want in the store. Like, this should have been, like, this tweet should have been a, like, make good of, like, hey, like, are you excited about our products? And it should have been people be like, yeah, I'm super excited, or no, I'm not that excited. It turned into people being like, you can't even make these. Like, why are you advertising them? I go to stores, I go to websites, and they're like, hey, come buy this amiibo. You click it, it's sold out. Why are there advertisements for things that are sold out? Because Nintendo bought these ads and then didn't make any. Like, I don't understand their marketing. It just doesn't make any sense. There's like this weird disconnect. Do you think people would be more pacified if they didn't so nonchalantly pretend like there wasn't a severe scarcity issue? Honestly, I think it's more... It's it's creating hatred. Like, fans are mad in, like, a really bad way. Like, one of the tweet, one of the answers to this tweet is just like, are you guys, like, literally, it's just like, are you literally just taunting us now? Like, you're literally posting about all these cool amiibo features when you literally can't buy these. Like, why are you even bothering? Like, we can't buy them, so why even add them? I, why add these features? I guess the, the only way I can see it is they'll only be concerned with pissing people off when it starts to show in their spreadsheets. It's the simple fact of the matter yeah. is if you don't want them to practice bullshit, don't give them money. I mean, it's a super oversimplification of like, vote with your wallet because we all goddamn well know that it's Nintendo. People are going to buy it. But, you know, it's... I don't know. I... Yeah. I, it's, it's just really sad because, like, literally, like, this should have been a happy, like, tweet... But every single response is like, fuck off, or fuck you, you assholes, make more of these. Like, we want to buy them. Like, we just want, like, is it that hard? Like, when I went to the GameStop, they had tons of Skylanders. They had tons of the Disney Infinity figures. They had, like, three Amiibos on a shelf. Like, it shouldn't be that dramatic of a difference in production. Yeah, it shouldn't be. I... Yeah, it's, again, it's just one of those things where they're clearly making these products for, like, one person to buy at a time, and then everyone wants to collect them, and then people get visibly yeah. angry. Because, I mean, like, let's, it's let, just, let's put this At this, this point, in, they should have learned. Like, they should know by now that, like, people are want to, people want to collect these. It's been almost a year, Joe. Yeah. It's been almost a year. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I know Nintendo's slow to learn things, but come on. I guess it just becomes to what extent are you what market are you serving because for the most most casual people it's I buy my one amiibo and yeah. this is my amiibo well, and maybe thing, another though. but then for, that's the but thing, there's though, this Joe. there's is are you guys a subset though is the question is the collector group a subset okay the 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 it would be different if it was like oh yeah sure like it's hard to get them all no like what if you're a kid and there's just one amiibo you want like what's a really popular character with kids Meta Knight maybe you can't fucking get Meta Knight I think Mario you, and Link are probably the two larger like they're I the mean two most popular but like there are ki there are characters that are really popular that they are not making any of true like like we just said that the new Fire Emblem game was super popular right you can't get any of those characters you can't get them you can't find them 
They're on eBay for hundreds of dollars. So it's just it's just weird. I don't understand what what, what the fuck they're doing. It's just weird to me. I think that's one of Nintendo's biggest issues is how private they are with some of these decisions. I feel like Sony and Microsoft consistently are owning up to bullshit. Yeah, totally. Even if they try to sweep it under the rug, it always comes out, and then they're always like, yeah, we fucked. We yeah. fucked up. Fine. Especially Microsoft. As of late, Microsoft just been like, yeah, we know. We're sorry. Like, yeah. It'd be nice if Nintendo would come out and say, yeah, we didn't make enough. We're, we're really sorry. We're going to try to make more. It's never that. It's always just like, go buy them in the store. It's like, they're not in the or, fucking store. Or better than that. I mean, not, they don't even have to promise anything. Like, honestly, I feel like just apologizing would go a long way. It doesn't have to be, yeah, totally. yeah we promise to make more in the future. I think no. it would pacify a lot of people if you just acknowledge, like, yeah, yeah there's this they've large never acknowledged, pissed though. off. That's the, that's the thing. They've never, they've, just, they've always acted like this, like, it's just business as usual. It's like, no, it is not. You took down GameStop. There were people in line behind me that could not purchase anything because the system was down. Yeah. Of course, then they could just casually say, well, that's GameStop's problem. <laughs> like, like, GameStop is a major retailer. Like, it shouldn't... They should be able to handle that sort of... Thing, you know, I wonder. It's just crazy. So, uh, exclusive amiibos. Yeah, those can't be Nintendo. That's a business deal cut between them and the business they're doing it with, right? No, they cut that with Nintendo. Well, the, Nintendo makes those deals. But if no one was biting at the bit to get those exclusive deals, would they be out soliciting them? Is my question. Nintendo... Is this like I, a Microsoft thing going to a game studio and offering them money to stay on their platform? Or is it the other way around of we want a cut a, of this and we're going this to go is, to you for it? This is a... The retailers are coming to Nintendo saying, hey, if you make it exclusive to our store, we'll give you a higher percentage. Like, this is Nintendo making extra money by making them exclusive, in turn making it harder for them to be found, and in turn making the fan base angry. See, uh, that's that's the thing too. Is like we talk about how Nintendo is sitting on, or they're like sitting on their hands while there's a lot of money they could be making. Yeah, is there a possibility that their projections have suggested that the amount they're getting from GameStop or Walmart or such that it's worth their while to not necessarily, I mean, make more? I don't know because those exclusive ones like have been the hardest ones to find. And for the most part, from what I've been reading, like every store might get eight, like eight at most. And um, if you extrapolate that to like, well, there's like 5,000 Walmarts. So they only sold what, like 40,000 units? Multiply that by 12 or $13. But, you know, I mean, obviously you got to cut for like the cost of the product and such and such. They're not making that much money off of these exclusive ones. Well, and then here's another question is if someone is coming to Nintendo and offering a cut or saying we would like exclusivity with your product, who is then dictating the amount that needs to be shipped out? Nintendo. It's them, I know all that, of them? I know, that, I know that for a fact because I talked to a Toys R Us employee mm-hmm. and, he, and like he, well, actually it was the manager of the store. He basically told me like, we are at the whims of Nintendo. They just send us shit randomly and we have no say. Like we... Basically, he says, we send in an order saying we need this many, 
and then Nintendo may or may not ever fulfill that order. But are they going directly to Nintendo, or are they going through corporate? Directly directly to Nintendo. Okay, because I wasn't sure, because that sounds like what they would do is corporate would cut a deal with Nintendo, and Nintendo would be like, okay, how many do you need? And then Walmart of America is like, oh, well, for the entire country, maybe 500,000, and then the stores are like... 500,000, I wish. Well, that, I mean, it's a... it's. We're talking... I'm working with numbers here. I'm working with random Amiibo. Yeah, these exclusive Amiibos, they... I don't think they make more than 100,000. Like, they'd be lucky to get 100,000 of these exclusive ones. The point is the corporate arm of like the Walmarts and the GameStops say this is how much we yeah. need for the entire country that's, that's and what I, the local that's basically what I mean that's basically what I mean is that uh, so this guy is a high up manager like this guy talks with like corporate of Toys R Us so basically okay. Toys R Us sends an order to Nintendo but he, basically he said so far Nintendo has basically only fulfilled a third of their order for anything so then does that not mean that there's more to come because why would you place an order with them if you're not going to get the full deal? Uh, according to him, the, they've just gotten used to just not having them fulfilled. See, um, that, that sounds he, like he, Toys R Us' fucking problem because then they need to negotiate a stricter contract because if they're not well, getting their orders in, then that's a breach of contract and they need to be fucking compensated for it by Nintendo. Yes, but it's Nintendo we're talking about. I mean, I'm not N- saying that Nintendo, they have to give them their full order, but there needs to be a net Nintendo in place that they don't inc- get fucked by Nintendo. Nintendo has incredibly shrewd business practices. Well, then, and I bet you it's built into their contract that, like, if you want any of our shit, you got to follow our rules. Then fucking people need to stop playing ball like, with Nintendo. Nintendo. Nintendo is infamous for having terrible business, like, deals. Like... Mm-hmm. For a while, they were not on Amazon because literally Amazon just didn't want to work with them. Well, then the only after all of this amiibo drama from day one up until now, I still like firmly plant myself in the camp that says I think society's the issue here. It's just, not. Just, it is not. People society. need to fucking push back against Nintendo because the only reason they get away with this fucking bullshit is because. They have like one outlet in which they make a lot of money and then other people want all yeah. this money and then it they is... let themselves get fucked over because of it. And then we have all these people who are like, oh, we're going to collect all of this and it's fun to collect stuff. But then some people just, I feel like get way too caught up in it. Yeah. You know, well, the thing is, it's not even, it's not even that it's, it's just like Nintendo just isn't listening to their fans. This is what the punk bands of the early 2000s warned us <laughs> against. We're feeding yep. the machine. Yeah, it's yeah. I because Nintendo put out actually they've been putting out surveys for quite some time. Actually, a few months ago they put out a survey about Amiibos and I filled it out and I was very frank. I was like, I think you're mismanaging this. You're not making enough. It's been incredibly hard to get these. Joe, it's just gotten harder. Every wave has been harder. They've the first wave, you could get them no problem. Second wave, it was kind of hard. Third wave, they sold out within like an hour. They sold out in like three fucking minutes this time. Like this is, it's getting ridiculous. Like I don't know what they're doing, but it just keeps getting worse. Even though like people are submitting surveys saying how like they need to fix this. So I have a question then. Yes. Where do you stand in all of this? You talk about people who are quitting. And clearly it's becoming more and more difficult for you to get your hands on these this shit. The thing is... Where are you in all of this? 
so some people are a lot of these folks are a lot more into it than I am. Uh, these are the folks that I'm talking about that uh, have two of each one. I only have one of each one. Um, but so far, your collection I, is a hundred percent. Yes, it is not. I'm missing. I'm missing a couple right now. Okay, that's the thing. I'm some of these people are like ridiculous and that they will not go without having. Like, I'm missing two of them, but I'm being patient because I know, like as I said, people are quitting. Those are going to be on eBay. At some point, the market is going to be flooded enough that the eBay prices will go down, and then I will be able to pick up the ones I'm missing for cheaper. I mean, will will it go down? Like, will it flood? They can't possibly go any higher. I see. <laughs> they can't I don't possibly I, go any higher. I, I, you're way too optimistic. I think it can only go higher. Well, for certain ones, they'll go higher. But like, I'm talking about like Ike and DDD. Like, you think King DDD is going to get? higher than 50 bucks that it is, is now. Is that one of the so. rare ones? It's one of the rare ones. Well, I it's think I think it will super. go higher but only as more exit the market for circulation. Yeah. Like even the secondhand market because there's going to come a point where there's going to be more like it's going to cap out eventually. I don't yeah. disagree. I don't think we're going to get into like hundreds of dollars territory but I wouldn't be surprised if it at some point creeps more towards 80, 90, which is still a reasonable is, price. Yeah. But the thing is, as, as time goes on, except for very specific ones, the secondhand prices do go down. And I've been waiting because at first Ike was like $100, but now he's more like 60-ish. Because um, demand but, was high, I bet that yeah, also but, factors. But now, but now like the only ones that reach those incredible heights anymore are like Marth and like we fit trainer. Like those are the only ones that are super like expensive now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just kind of take it as like after looking at other, uh, like for instance, video game purchases, how some games, like I think fantasy star online episode one and two for a while, it was resting at about $70. Yeah. And this was several years after its release. This was for a used copy. So yes. it was pretty substantial. Now uh, I'd have to take a peek at it, but I want to say we're touching ninety to a hundred for a used, which is crazy because you can't even really play that game anymore, at least online. I mean, honestly, especially for the GameCube at the time, the online was never the fundamentally it was a good game even without yeah. the online, and you could play split screen too. So that more than made up. It was at all instance based, yeah. like it was at four least player instance. Game, at least with a game, especially a GameCube game, you can emulate it, but you can't emulate an amiibo. That's the thing, like, there's so much functionality that you're losing. Like, what if like especially since Nintendo's putting DLC behind these, what if you just want the DLC? You just can't get it. That's unless Nintendo starts selling them in alternate methods. Yeah. The plus version is at eighty dollars. Okay. Used. That's fun. Yeah, so... Oh, well. Well, have you let the steam out of your system? Yeah, I mean, and honestly, at this point, um, I'm not even angry about, like, not having them because, as I've said, like, I'll just wait. I'll wait until the prices go down. I'll wait until there's an opportunity. Like, I've been patient. Like, I, for the longest time, I didn't have Captain Falcon... And then eventually, like, someone was just like, hey, I have an extra Falcon. I'm like, oh, dude, sure, I'll take it. And I got it for, like, regular price. You just got to, I'm just being patient with it. Um, it's more the frustration of just, like, when is Nintendo going to care about their fans? Because people love Nintendo, but Nintendo does not love you. And that is incredibly apparent more and more every day. 
well, always look on the bright side. You've been listening to another episode of Shit Gamers Say. You can find me and Peter on social media. Search our names or our handles. They're both listed in the description of this podcast. You can also find us on PSN. Again, handles in the description, and these apply to most anything else I'm going to mention. You can find Peter on Xbox Live. You can also find us on Steam. Go to our website, zucchinithumbs.com. Also send us emails, zucchinithumbs at gmail.com. We have some emails that have come in this weekend, but we're probably going to record a podcast for those next weekend. Yes. Just because we've been at this for about two hours, four hours now. Yes. With our commentary track. 24 hours. Yes. This is our charity podcast-a-thon. <laughs> you can also find other podcasts like this one. Simply visit go.osu.edu forward slash podcasting. You'll find a ver- variety of podcasts from sports to OSU trivia. It's all in collaboration with the OSU Podcast Network. Kyle, one of our uh, guests that we've had previously, is looking to start his own podcast as well. Keep a lookout for that. Hopefully, he'll have something put together within a month or so. Okay. Otherwise, thank you for listening. Uzfaba, everybody. Calm thank you. and peace of mind. Thank you. Please understand.